I know that there's a lot of tax laws and they change frequently. And if you aren't a CPA or a tax preparer, that's not really your job to make sure that you keep up with all of those. But you should have a very basic understanding of how the tax system works and what would change your taxes do every year so that you don't get like a big surprise at the end of the year. Welcome to What Your CPA Wants You to Know, a podcast for business owners and those planning to make the jump into entrepreneurship. If you're thinking, I've got a great business idea, but what's next? This podcast is for you. I'm Carson Sands. And I'm Taryn Sands. And together, we started our CPA firm. We've grown exponentially over the past six years. I'm a CPA with over 10 years of experience helping people start and grow their businesses. And I'm an MBA with a specialization in marketing and entrepreneurship. Follow along as we share the ins and outs of running a business while keeping your family and sanity intact. And how to save tax dollars without breaking any IRS rules or triggering a painful audit. We're here to share everything your CPA wants you to know in a fun and easy to understand way. Let's get started. Let's do it. Next week, taxes are due. So this year, the tax filing due date is April 18th. Now that generally is the 15th, but if for some reason the 15th falls on a weekend, the IRS will push it into the next Monday But this next Monday is actually a holiday, so they're going to push it to the Tuesday, which is April 18th. So if you didn't know this, that does mean that everyone needs to pay their personal taxes by that date. Even if you file an extension for your personal tax return, you still are expected to pay the amount due, which is funny because it's like, how do I even know what is due? So at that point, you can either go ahead and figure out what it would be or make an estimated payment so you would reduce any penalties on the amount that you didn't pay. So meaning if you generally owe about $5,000, you could pay in $5,000 with your extension. So if you already did your tax return this year and were a little bit blindsided by the amount that you owed and it was like a lot more than you thought, or if you generally receive like a really big refund and this year you didn't, that's what today's episode is all about. We're going to talk about the reasons why your tax due could change or your refund could change significantly and why you should have those on your radar every single year. I know that there's a lot of tax laws and they change frequently. And if you aren't a CPA or a tax preparer, that's not really your job to make sure that you keep up with all of those. But you should have a very basic understanding of how the tax system works and what would change your taxes do every year so that you don't get like a big surprise at the end of the year. So that's what I'm going to try to do today is give you a little bit of a foundation and explain six or seven things that can really impact that final number on your tax return so that if any of these apply to you for 2023, you can make sure to plan ahead for them. So the very first thing that I want to explain is that our tax system is a tax tiered system, 
meaning if your total income falls into a specific tax bracket, that does not mean that all of your income is taxed at that rate. We actually have little brackets, or you can think of it as buckets. So the first little chunk is taxed at first tax bracket rate, which is 10%. And then the next little chunk is put in the second tax bracket or second bucket, and that part of your income is taxed at a different rate, which is the 12% bracket. And then it goes up to the 22% bracket. So understanding that we do have a tiered tax system and knowing where most of your income falls or if you're bumping up to another bracket is very important. Now, you don't have to memorize all of the tax brackets and all of the tax rates, but you do need to be familiar with where you fall in those tax brackets. The second thing to understand to give you a really good basic knowledge of how your tax return works is to know about the standard deduction. So the standard deduction is just an amount that you get to subtract from your income before the income tax is applied, which is great. So whatever they set as the standard deduction, you take that amount and you get to subtract it from your total income and you only pay taxes on the difference. So that's a deduction that every single person gets. For married filing jointly, the standard deduction is $27,700 for 2023. Now, that is an increase from 2022. It was only $25,900. So if you're not itemizing, which we're not seeing a lot of people itemize, maybe like 2% are itemizing. So most people are using the standard deduction. So if you're making, let's say, about $100,000, and you apply that standard deduction for 2023, that's decreasing your taxable income to almost $70,000 instead of that $100,000 because you're getting to take that $27,700 standard deduction. So once you apply the standard deduction, then you can see what your taxable income is to see where it falls in the income tax brackets. So now that I've given you kind of like a basic understanding how the tax brackets work and how we use the standard deduction before we assess any taxes to your income. Now I want to explain what things would come up or what things we've seen this year would really make a difference and change that final number for the amount that you owe or the refund that you're going to get. So the very first thing is if your income changes. So let's say your spouse got a big raise or one of you suddenly went back to work. So that's going to make a huge impact because one of the biggest numbers on your return, which is your income, is going to change. So definitely make sure if you have a jump in income, even if it's only a little bit like a raise, that will definitely change your taxes due. That will really change your taxes due if that bumped you into a higher tax bracket, like I said earlier. If you get a raise and it's all going into a new tax bracket, then the taxes paid on that new income is gonna all be in that higher tax bracket. So that's gonna change your bottom line a lot. Another thing that creeps up on people is when they receive a bonus. So many times companies will 
do bonus checks just a little bit differently. So generally, if you receive a traditional paycheck, they're taking those taxes out. But sometimes when they cut a check for a bonus at the year end or even some commissions, they actually don't withhold any taxes on those types of checks. So definitely if you do receive a bonus or a commission check that you maybe weren't anticipating, look at that and make sure they did take taxes out. If they didn't, you need to set aside part of that check to pay taxes whenever you file your tax return. Another big one that we've seen this year a lot is when someone has switched from a W-2 job to a 1099 contract job. So what this means is that they were used to having taxes taken out on their W-2 or with each paycheck as a W-2 employee, but when they switched to 1099, no taxes were being taken out. So all of their income taxes were due at the very end of the year. This is where we see a huge swing in what is due. So maybe they're used to getting a big refund and then all of a sudden they owe $10,000 or 15 or 20. That's because no income taxes were taken out of their check all year. So they owe all of their income taxes on that income. And now they're also paying self-employment taxes. So no, if you get a 1099 NEC, even if you don't feel like you're self-employed or you don't consider yourself self-employed, you are paying self-employment taxes on that income. So you're paying your traditional income taxes plus self-employment taxes. And that's because they're making up for that social security and Medicare that's generally taken out of your check by your employers and they're assessing it in a little bit different way and they're just calling it self-employment taxes. So that's gonna make your taxes due at the end of the year much higher than it would in a previous year if you switch from W-2 to 1099. If you are new to receiving a 1099, I urge you to listen to episode 10 of this podcast so that you can get a better understanding of how taxes work when you have a 1099 and what deductions you can use to help decrease those taxes. Now, this would also apply if, let's say, you still had your W-2 job and your spouse had a W-2 job, so that didn't change, but you did some side work. So we've seen some of our clients have like a side hustle where they are refing sports games on the weekends or working for a different company or starting something on their own, and they're getting even like a small 1099, that's gonna bump up your taxes due also. So you may not think that a couple of thousand dollars coming in from a 1099 is gonna change much, but it definitely does. If you're receiving that 1099 income, you definitely need to be setting aside a portion of that for taxes, no matter how big or small that 1099 is, because it's going to change your taxes more than a small W-2 coming in would because of those self-employment taxes. Another big one we see that applies to parents is the child tax credit. So there are credits for children, but as they get older or as they move out of the house and they go to college or they're no longer dependent, those credits go away. So you can get really used to having those credits on your tax return and then boom, one day they're gone and your taxes go up. 
So that is something to consider if you have children that are getting older and they're phasing out of those child tax credits. Make sure to keep that in mind. You're not always going to have those child tax credits, which definitely help lower your taxable income and your taxes. So keep that in mind if you have an upcoming change with your dependents. This also applies to anyone who is newly divorced and maybe switching back and forth with their dependents. So sometimes they'll do even and odd years for who's getting to claim. So make sure the years that you're not getting to claim your children that you're planning for that because your taxes will be higher without dependence on your tax return. Now this next one we've seen quite a lot since the pandemic and that is people taking early retirement distributions. If you take an early withdrawal from your retirement account, so before age 59 and a half, You not only pay income taxes on that amount you distribute, but there's also a penalty to pay. So generally, the penalty is 10% of the amount taken out of the account, which is in addition to the taxes due. So that really adds up. And they often give you like an option to withhold some of that whenever you're doing the distribution. However, it is almost never enough to cover the taxes due on that distribution. So just keep in mind if you're taking out a lump sum that your whole tax situation is going to change a lot that year. So definitely be mindful of that. And the last one I want to bring up is just tax law changes in general. Now, these change year to year, and some of the biggest ones we've seen lately in the last few years were all of the stimulus checks, and then the child tax credit really went up during the pandemic, and now those credits are gone, and that's thousands. You know, a lot of people got used to that and were enjoying, you know, maybe a bigger refund or less due, and those simply aren't there anymore. It's back to the lower child tax credit amounts. So that was a big change. So just little changes like that from year to year, those little tax changes or big tax changes can definitely affect your taxes and the amount that you owe at the end of the year. So It is a good idea to keep track of the big changes that they're doing from year to year, though I don't expect anyone except for a tax preparer to know those little tiny changes, but do know that it changes every year, so that number will fluctuate. We do have clients come in sometimes saying, I don't know what happened, like I've got a 5000 refund for the last 10 years and then now my refund is only $1,000 or maybe now I owe $500. And there is usually more than one reason why all of those changed, but it is much easier to explain whenever the person has a good foundation of how the tax system works. So it is not something that we're doing whenever all of these things are changing. So there are so many numbers that go into that final result. You have the standard deduction, the income, self-employment taxes, sales tax deductions go in there. You have any itemized tax deductions if you're itemizing and credits and different tax rules and laws everything changes really quickly. So it is important that you have a good base knowledge and it's important to make sure that you keep in mind what things would really change the end result. And those are the things that we talked about today. So this was a quick and easy episode. I hope this helps you understand kind of 
what's going on with your tax return. We hope to do an episode all about reading your tax return so that you can truly understand what each line means and where it goes and just be really, really good at reading your own tax return and making sure it's right. That's going to be an episode coming up this summer. Stay tuned for that. If you learned something today, I would love if you would share our podcast. That's how we get it out to more people and we grow. So I would love for you to do that. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to What Your CPA Wants You to Know podcast. This podcast is intended to provide accounting and tax information for educational purposes only. All tax situations are unique and should be handled with the assistance of a tax professional. 